What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. This is Jake Bobo, and you're listening to Roster Watch. What is up, Roster Watch Nation? Welcome back to the show. This is Top 10 Thoughts from Week 11 going into Week 12. I am Cody Carpentier, your host. You can find me on Twitter at Cody Carpentier. We got a big week this week. We're coming off of what I tab as kind of the the, the make or break part of the NFL season going into Thanksgiving. This is really when, uh, you know, working in the fantasy space, everything gets going at a slower pace. Everything to this point has been hyper fast. We've gotten here quickly. And now is when the grind gets going. And now is when you really see what teams separate themselves in the NFL standings. And I'm going to talk about that. One of my top 10 takeaways this week is it feels like everything's pretty aligned as far as the NFL standings go going towards uh, the NFL playoffs. But we'll get into it. We're going to start off first and foremost with the number 10 takeaway of the week. That is... Miles Garrett for MVP question mark. Last week we discussed CJ Stroud, Jared Goff potentially being in that discussion. This week I want to bring that energy towards Miles Garrett. The Cleveland Browns have won five of their last six games. The one game they lost was in Seattle. They lost by four, and that was a PJ Walker start. Uh, they've been pretty hot coming out of the bye in week five. They beat San Francisco. They've beaten Baltimore, Pittsburgh. They got wins over Arizona and Indianapolis. And of course, that that's that that slight loss up in Seattle. That's a tough place to play. But now uh, they're on a three-game win streak, and they are the next ones to go to mile high to take on the Denver Broncos at 405 this coming Saturday. So that's gonna be a big, big matchup. As uh, like I said, the Cleveland Browns are seven and three, just a half game back of the Baltimore Ravens, a team that they just beat. Just two weeks ago, they've split the season series with them. Um, so we'll see what happens the remainder of the way. The only team that they have left to play in their division is the Cincinnati Bengals in week 18. And as it sits right now, the Cleveland Browns are currently sitting in the number five seed, which is the best wild card team. Like I said, half game back of Baltimore, who's the number two seed. So it's a pretty crazy place to be for Dorian Thompson Robinson, but the schedule is pretty nice for the Cleveland Browns, Bengal, or sorry, Broncos, Rams, Jags, Bears, Houston Texans. Not bad down the stretch, but my point more so is Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett has been a menace. He leads the league in sacks right now, and he has a 26.7% win rate this season, the best among anyone in the NFL. He has 14 sacks. The team is 7-3 and three on the season with wins against all three teams in the division, like I mentioned before, and the favorable schedule rest of the season. Zadarius Smith is also 10th in the NFL in win rate, 17.7%. This defensive line 
And quite frankly, the defense as a whole is really what's keeping Cleveland afloat week after week after week. Again, they gave up three to Cincinnati, three to Tennessee, 17 to San Francisco, zero to Arizona, 10 to Pittsburgh. They have uh, been susceptible to some big games where they allowed 31 to Baltimore, 38 to the Colts, uh, and 28 to Baltimore once as well. But uh, against the bad teams, they're beating the bad teams, and they do play a handful of mediocre teams down the stretch. So it, it, it looks like the Cleveland Browns are going to be a 10 or 11 win football team, and I think that a lot of that credit needs to be given to Miles Garrett on the defensive side of the football. Number nine, a team that is not performing uh, quite to the level of the Cleveland Browns, and they were thought to have had a defense on that level because of, well, quite frankly, the talent that they have that they paid for and this coach that came over from the Rams a few seasons ago, Brandon Staley. How is Brandon Staley still coaching? That's the number nine thought of the week. Don't, 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 don't. We've been having this thought for a while now. Uh, nine and eight, ten and seven, and now he's four and six. He's pacing to be quite literally six and 11. Not good. Uh, Chargers have allowed 21 plus points in seven out of 10 games. 21 plus points in seven out of 10 games. They're two and five in that stretch. Their defense has been predominantly healthy all season, which has been a big part of this whole thing. The Chargers have scored 21 plus in four of those seven, and they're one and three in that stretch. So uh, when the defense does show up, the offense doesn't. When the offense does show up, the defense doesn't. Bang, bang, back and forth. And and it just feels like right now, Justin Herbert's getting wasted, right? Like I said, it just does not feel like this is going to be a happy ending in Los Angeles. I think Telesco and Brent Staley are both the hottest of hot seats right now outside of Frank Reich in Carolina with Scott Fitterer. Again, also showing Quinton Johnston being uh, predominantly looked at as a bust coming in. Massive drop. He had a 75-yard touchdown. A game winner dropped against the Green Bay Packers this past week. And that those things can't happen. Those guys, like, you can visualize Mike Williams making that catch. You can visualize Zay Flowers making that catch. You can visualize Tank Dell, Jordan, all these other receivers that went out of that same range uh, or later um, for Tank Dell making that catch. And Quinton Johnston quite simply had that problem in college. He was uh, tied for sixth in NCAA last year with eight drops. Uh, it was known that he was a, a guy that – struggled catching the football especially in those opportunities so not looking good for the los angeles chargers finally a year where they've been pretty healthy on defense and then now they just can't win football games number eight devon a chain is amazing but this was the exact reason we faded him during the rookie draft process he's 185 pounds with prior injury history yes he's a top five back in three consecutive games this season but he didn't play in the last five games. And then he comes back, has two touches, and re-injures his knee. He's starting to hurt you more than help you. Uh, I'm not saying he's trash by any means. I think he's a really, really good, really, really talented running back. But this is the risk you pay, and this is the risk you play with, uh, with an undersized, uh, super dynamic player like this. Um, he's a sprinter. He's not a football player. That's just kind of the art um, that – I don't want that to be taken in a derogatory form, but that's what he is. Think about Reggie Bush, Percy Harvin, Debo Samuel, Javid Best. Some are bigger than others. I know Debo's over 200 pounds, uh, but that's the historical thing. That's the uh, Others had those same question marks, the talent they had in immense level, uh, but the usage types and their abilities, all those things are brought together, and that's what worried us about Devon A. Chain. And yes, again, like I said, he gave you three massive weeks early this year but then he sat on your ir and now you got him back 
and you probably lost this week if you played Devon A-Chain, sadly, because he had two touches and was re-injured. So he's starting to hurt you more than he is to help you, um, especially in seasonal. But that's just the art, and that's the question, and, and that's why kind of why you you stayed away from that in the rookie draft process because it's historically a massive question mark. Number seven, Dontavian Wicks and Jaden Reed look more promising than Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson for the Green Bay Packers in their offense. Christian Watson, we saw last year, have a torrent touchdown pace, but struggled to stay healthy with hamstring and soft tissue injuries. Continuing to happen again this year. He did catch a touchdown this weekend, as did Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs is about as consistent uh, a two-catch, 38-yard touchdown guy as you could write up. You could, uh, If I had to guess anybody's stat line in any given week, that would be the stat line I would guess is Romeo. Two for 38 touchdown, two for 38, two for 38 touchdown, et cetera, et cetera. I think he's a dependable uh, three. But when you look at what this offense is and what these guys have come to the table with, Green Bay's done a great job the last two years drafting receivers and tight ends, right? Kraft is a great tight end. Musgrave, a clear top 12 tight end right now uh, in, I would say, in dynasty for fantasy football purposes. In the NFL, I think he's no question a top 15 guy. Wide receiver, Christian Washington showed that dynamic ability last year. Romeo Dobbs showed some consistencies and some t- some dependabilities uh, and he as he's grown through uh, and matured in the NFL. Dontavian Wicks is showing 2021 Virginia Cavalier Dontavian Wicks, and this is exactly what Alex and I talked about. We were like, this guy is uh, – I, I he's very, very talented. I don't remember the t- – the, I wish I had – I could pull this. I could probably pull this up right now, who my comp was for Dontavian Wicks, but I want to say I had – two comps for Dontavian Wicks going through the process because it was, you know, 2021 Dontavian Wicks and 2022 Dontavian Wicks. And 2021 was a prolific wide receiver that had immense upside, immense abilities. And then 2022, he dealt with some injuries and some outfield stuff. There was Michael Gallup was my comp for uh, Dontavian Wicks. And I think that that rings true. Michael Gallup's a guy that has in injury problems, misses some time, and then also the upside of Michael Gallup is immense, and you're seeing that with Dontavian Wicks. Not really much needs to be said for Jaden Reed. This is a guy that we've talked about on end uh, over the course of the last year. He talked about himself at the Senior Bowl being a Kadarius Tony type. I said Percy Harvin type. Others have said Antonio Brown. Jaden Reed's upside is immense. Scored a touchdown rushing this week, had a number of targets. My question is, is 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 Wicks and Reed a better duo for Green Bay than Dobbs and Watson? Uh, and I'm not saying that's that you need to get rid of both of those guys, but I think my boy Matty Kuhn did make a good point last night on the executives of Fantasy Football YouTube channel saying, I think next year or this next offseason, you could see Christian Watson traded because of the dependability that Dontavian Wicks and Jaden Reed have brought to the table coupled with the tight end. So I think that's very, very interesting uh, in the in in the artifact that is Dontavian Wicks at the wide receiver position. And we've talked about him on Undercovered Ops over the course of the last six weeks as well. And he was a top 10 thought back in week two, Dontavian Wicks was. He was an honorable mention uh, where he went two for 40 and one against the uh, Atlanta Falcons and he had an opportunity to score another touchdown over AJ Terrell on that one. Number six, Russell Wilson is playing as good as anyone right now. 74% 74% completion percentage, 760 yards, 82 rushing yards, seven touchdowns, no interceptions, and he's 4-0 most importantly. It's the first time in Wilson's career since 2015, the year that they lost Super Bowl to New England. It's the first time since 2015 that Russ has won four straight games, 
He won four straight games and has thrown zero interceptions in that time frame. First time since 2015, the year they went to the Super Bowl. Russell Wilson has brought this team together, um, and, and the Broncos are top five in turnover diref- differential. They're not giving the ball away, and they're taking the ball away. They've had multiple games with three-plus turnovers uh, taken. Um, the defense has given up fewer than 212 passing yards in four straight games against Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joshua Dobbs, Jordan Love. I love everything I'm seeing from the Denver Broncos right now. That one last night was pretty painful as a Viking fan to see the Vikings continually stop them to field goals. And then late in the game, Cortland Sutton goes up and just snatches that ball away from Makai Blackman. So Russell Wilson's playing as good as anyone right now at the quarterback position. Uh, the best touchdown to interception ratio in the NFL this season. They're playing good. They're five and five, and they're a game out of the playoffs. You got to respect it. You got to believe and trust in it. And like we talked about just a minute ago, they're playing the Cleveland Browns at home this week with another chance to grow and expand. That is four straight wins against Packers, Chiefs, Bills, and Vikings. The next couple are at home against Cleveland. Then they travel to Houston and to the Chargers before a December 16th Saturday matchup with the Detroit Lions in Detroit, three straight road games. Number five on this week's top 10 thoughts. Kareem Hunt, Ty Chandler, and Devin Singletary are leading the pack for late-season league winners. Hunt has scored in five straight games before not scoring in Week 11. His schedule is favorable over the next five weeks. Chandler finishes running back 16 on the week despite seeing less than half the snaps that Alexander Madison did. Uh, He outpaced him 7.3 to 4.5 in the yards per carry range. He caught four of four targets for 37 yards. And then Singletary on his own nearly doubled down what he did last week with 31 touches for 150 yards and a touchdown. This week, 24 touches, 112 yards and a touchdown. Last week's 150-yard performance and 31 touches was the best, the most touches he's had in his career in a game and the most yards he's had in his career in a game. This week, 112 yards, 24 touches, the most the second most touches in his career and the second most total yardage in his career. So Singletary is as good as he's ever been right now. I think he, Chandler, and then I think Kareem Hunt is in that next tier down for league winners. Um, but these are guys you got to be playing, got to be trusting because the offenses that they're in are starting to believe and trust in them as we go through the process of the next month, getting to the fantasy football playoffs. Again, appreciate you guys tapping in here on the Roster Watch YouTube channel, or if you're listening on podcast, please leave five stars, rate and review. If you are live on YouTube, please click like, and remember to subscribe because it is free. We're live three days a week in the season and in the off season, you already know we ain't slowing down. We're going to be at the Senior Bowl. We're going to be at Pro Days. We're going to be at the Combine. We're going to be cooking, cooking, cooking on these rookie prospects. I cannot wait. Take weight number four. Quinton Johnston is who we said he was. We have to give Alex Dunlap all of the credit for this one. All of it. Nobody else gets credit for this other than Alex Dunlap. I know Quinton Johnston had eight drops in 2022 at TCU, which was, of course, like I said, number six in all of college football. Zay Flowers was also up there in that range, but Zay Flowers did not have problems in gym shorts in a pro day. At the pro day, this was a tweet from Alex Dunlap. Well, he was at the pro day back in March. Quinton Johnson has had some drops today in his workout, but by far the two worst have been on consecutive accurate deep balls from quarterback Max Dugan. Both went right through his hands. Alex Dunlap went to the pro day and warned us and said just that. That was the biggest takeaway. Not even a question. 
as soon as that happened, we had red flags gifted right to Quinton Johnston. And then we come to the season and we've seen him struggle catching the football in other games. And now the opportunity was right there. And I said it on Sunday night, Sunday morning show, the starter sit show on roster watches YouTube channel. I said, if this week is not the week, no Palmer, no Williams, no Gerald Everett, no Jalen Guyton. If this isn't the week that Quinton Johnston has seven, eight, nine targets and has 50 plus yards, 60 plus yards, it will not happen. And again, you saw Keenan Allen have 16 targets. He did drop a couple that hit him right in the face and right in the chest, which is not good by any means. I'm not going to tell that. But Keenan Allen came back and caught the football, went over 100, and helped the team get in a chance to win. Quinton Johnston had a 75-yarder go directly through his hands, a la Troy Williamson from back with the Minnesota Vikings. Again, first-round pick 2015, 20, 2005 Sorry for, for Troy Williamson. So Quinton Johnston is who Alex Dunlap warned us he was at that pro day uh, up in Fort Worth. The number three thought from this week, Hollywood Brown's lack of targets leaves me befuddled. Over the last two weeks with Kyler Murray, he's been wide receiver of 56 and 62 with Kyler Murray. Whereas Rondell Moore is number one in the NFL right now with 4.5 yards of separation per route run. He had a 41-yard touchdown on Sunday in the first quarter and then was not targeted again. So I guess you could say to a certain extent, Hollywood Brown and Rondell Moore's lack of targets, I guess this weekend at least. Greg Dortch had eight targets, six catches, and 76 yards. All three of these guys we know are 180 pounds sub uh, for some. And then last week in week number 10, uh, Rondell Moore had eight targets and five catches. So Rondell had his week last week. Greg Dortch had the eight targets this week. Are we praying and hoping for Hollywood to get his eight targets next week? I hope so. I'd like to see that, but we haven't seen it yet. And it's kind of befuddling because we've seen the connection of Kyler and Hollywood Brown be there forever, right? All the way back to the Oklahoma days. And then now in Arizona, it's continued to build. And now because Kyler missed a couple, you know, he missed the first half of the season, the connection's just gone. I don't know how much I believe that, but I guess if other guys are creating separation, Hollywood's getting the number one number one cornerbacks. It makes sense. The Cardinals do get the Rams this week. The Cardinals sitting at two and nine. They have the Rams, and then they travel to Pittsburgh. So there should be plenty of opportunities for Hollywood. But I'm still worried uh, about his fantasy output, especially as we enter the fantasy playoffs. The number two thought of the week: Jalen Warren is a starting running back and should be treated as such. I know we've talked about in the past other guys that have gotten the opportunity like Isaiah Spiller, Chuba Hubbard, uh, to a certain extent Alexander Madison until he started to find a, a running mate in Cam Akers and um, Ty Chandler. He really didn't get going uh, to this certain extent. But Jalen Warren is a guy that I do believe um, – Cannot quite take the bell cow role on, but I think he can take the alpha role of the two. So I think he can still play alongside Najee, but I think he should be definitely getting uh, a much uh, greater improvement of workload. Uh, that may not mean he should get the bell cow workload, like I said, but it means he should be running more than 10 routes a game, getting more than 10 carries per game. Warren has 48 fewer carries. Listen to this one here. Warren has 48 fewer carries than Najee Harris, but only six fewer yards so over the course of the next three games if warren averaged 12 carries per game he could have negative two yards per game 12 carries minus two yards over the course of the next four games each of the and he would equate 
what Najee has so far. That doesn't make any sense to me or to you because I just explained it probably in a goofy way. But 48 fewer carries, six fewer yards makes no sense. Warren has 35 first downs in the season. Harris has 29. And Warren's averaging 2.2 more yards per touch on the season than is Najee Harris. You're starting to see uh, the team get upset in the locker room. Najee Harris was asked, you know, is this a team deal? Is this an I deal? Is it like a team deal or a me deal? And Najee basically said, I don't want to answer that question. So that basically tells you that there's some lost trust within that locker room, which is definitely abnormal for a Mike Tomlin-led team outside of, of course, Le'Veon and Antonio Brown over the last couple of decades. Definitely interesting, but I think Jalen Warren, he's deserving of the 70%, not the fucking 30% up there in Pittsburgh. And if they're going to continue to make this stretch run, he needs to be heavily involved. The number one thought of the week is, kind of couples right in with Pittsburgh, the 2023 NFL playoffs are starting to take shape. Every year, about half of the teams in the playoffs turn over. Last year, the AFC had Buffalo as the number two seed. Cincinnati is the number three seed, and the Chargers as the number five seed. Of course, they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're combined 15 and 16 this year, all on the outside looking in. Cleveland, Houston, and Pittsburgh are in. Unlike Cleveland and Houston, the Steelers seem to be kind of done with Kenny Pickett, kind of like what I was just mentioning about the team deal. And Russ has the Broncos cooking, and they're kind of on a run right now. So that's the one thing where I think if anything is going to change from here on out, it is the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to fall out and the Denver Broncos are going to get in just based on the schedule and uh, kind of the situation that we're dealing with down the stretch. I know Pittsburgh plays Cincinnati this week. Kind of a decent game. It's going to be in Cincinnati. We'll see what Cincinnati team shows up. Arizona, New England, Indy, pretty easy. Cincinnati again, then Seattle and Baltimore. So I could definitely see Pittsburgh ending up kind of in that six or seven loss range, whereas you look at the Denver Broncos uh, and what they've done so far this season. Their schedule is pretty Pretty easy, I would say, from here on out. I know they have Cleveland this week, which is pretty difficult, but then it's Houston, Chargers, Detroit, New England, Chargers, Raiders. They're 5-5. Five and five. I could see them sitting about that 10-7 and seven range as well. So that's kind of the one that I'm keeping my eyeball on. But I think I'm going to talk about the NFC here next. 13 of the 14, I think, are pretty close. In the NFC, Tampa was the four seed at 8-9, and nine, of course, winning the NFC South. The Giants made the wild card with the number six seed last year, 9-7-1. and one. Neither of those teams are in right now. The New Orleans Saints are 5-5 five and five in that NFC South spot, just a game ahead of Tampa and Atlanta. And the Detroit Lions, of course, are 8-2. and two. Quite literally, one game behind where they were last year. They were 9-7 and seven last season. Detroit's already 8-2. and two. The best start Detroit has had in 60 years. So it's mighty impressive. In conclusion, I think it's my distinct honor to announce that as of Thanksgiving... That is happening on Thursday. 13 of 14 teams for the 2023 playoffs are currently in the playoffs. When you look at the NFC side and the AFC side, like I said, the only one that I have questions about at this current stage is Pittsburgh falling out and a Denver or a Buffalo entering. Buffalo, I don't have much trust in. Denver seems like the hottest team right now. Definitely on the AFC side, they have the longest win streak in the NFL. Five and five. Russ is cooking. This defense looks monumentally better. What they're getting out of Jonathan Cooper, Nick Bonito is fantastic. Talked about Nick Bonito, if you remember, if you're an OG for the top 10 thoughts show back in like week two or three after they got dusted against Miami. Nick Bonito is a pro bowler. He's waiting to be a pro bowler. I'm telling you right now, it's coming around the block. But I think Pittsburgh falls out and Buffalo or Denver get in. And on the NFC side, 
Everybody else is two games out of the playoff right now. Minnesota, Seattle, Dallas, I don't see them falling out. Potentially that New Orleans uh, gets caught by Atlanta or Tampa, but right now the, the quarterback situation in Atlanta, I don't see it um, getting better. I know there's plenty of talent there, but I don't see it getting better, and Tampa is what it is, especially if there's injuries to Kalijah Kansi and others. That has been the Top 10 Thoughts. I am Cody Carpenter. You can find me on Twitter at Car- Cody Carpenter. And this is the top 10 thoughts of week 11 going into week 12. Please click that like button, click subscribe, stay tuned in, and always stay tapped in here at Roster Watch on YouTube. And if you're listening on podcast, we'll see you guys tomorrow with the waiver wire with Alex Dunlap and the trash man. See you later. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.